Hey, everyone. Welcome to The Roadmap, Benzinga's NFT show. We've got a great show for you today. I know there are a lot of people excited, tuned in, ready to hear from the team behind Star Wolves. That's a project Brian and I recently talked about as one of our five projects to watch in April. So we're back with an update and we've brought the team along with us to break down what's next, what's coming. Tell us about that exciting game that we want to hear so much more about. So stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. This is The Roadmap. All right, everyone. Yeah, let's get those howls going out there live in the chat. I, I can see them starting to come in. We'll get those pulled up on the screen here. So go ahead. If you are here watching us live on YouTube right now, I got to see some howls in the chat there. And also shout out to anyone who's watching this after we aired live or listening in on the podcast. Um, we appreciate your support as well. Before we get into today's show, I do want to give a quick shout out to FTX US, the sponsor of today's episode. FTX US is one of the largest cryptocurrency exchanges in the world in terms of trading volume and daily users. And the FTX app is used by over 6 million people to buy crypto and NFTs with no transaction or withdrawal fees. And you can use your phone or computer. And the FTX US trading platform offers NFT trading on both the Ethereum and Solana blockchains with no gas fees. To find out more, click on that link in the description and also in the chat right now and give a shout out, let FTX know that Benzinga sent you there uh, to get started. Without further ado, I think it's time to bring on my co-host, Benzinga's own, Brian Moore. Brian, what's going on, buddy? Hola. Oh, living the dream. We're back. We're here. It feels like we we're, haven't done a show in years. We're back. I, I mean, you you said it right. Last Wednesday, we had a boot camp. Thursday, I was under the weather. We took the day off. We did a replay of an old episode. So it's, it's been a whole week, Brian, since uh, we, we aired an episode. And what better way to come back than to talk about a project that we're excited about and also that we can say that I own, you own, and Alyssa owns. It's not every day that we get to say the three of us all own NFTs from the same project. So that's very exciting. And again, this was a project we talked about as one of our top five projects to watch in the month of April. It's Star Wolves. And so excited to bring the team on, Brian. What do you think? Should we get things kicked off here? Sounds good to me. All right. Well, without further ado, let me go ahead and bring on from the Star Wolves team. We have R2DGen, we have Charlie, and we have FMC, that's Free Market Capitalist, for those who don't know him, from the Alpha Mint Morning Show. What is going on, guys? Welcome no. to the Roadmap. Oh, hey, Chris. How you doing? Doing great. So excited to have you guys on here. You know, you just heard me talk a little bit about it, right? Uh, a project that we mentioned as one of our top five to watch in April. Uh, we all own it. Me, Brian, and our uh, producer, Alyssa, who's working behind the scenes right now. 
And, you know, one of the things that's great about the roadmap is we love to do these interviews, you know, and bring on the teams because then you get that behind the scenes look, right? How was the project created? What's coming next? You know, and you guys have this game that is just so cool to talk about that I, I'm really excited to, we, we can play some video footage and talk about it during it. Um, but what do you think? Let's uh, get started with some questions here. Um, we've got all three of you, so uh, we'll, we'll try to pass the mic around and let everyone go here. So up first, uh, a question we always like to ask teams, you know, behind NFT projects is, you know, just give us a, a brief overview. How did you get started in the world of cryptocurrency and NFTs uh, prior to the start of your own project, Star Wolves, here? So uh, let, let's kick things off with uh, R2 here. Yeah, man. Thank you. Uh, and thanks for having us on, Chris. It's uh, really exciting to be on this side of it for once. Um, I got into crypto in like mid 2017, 2018. I was around for the advent of like crypto kitties, you know, one of the OG NFTs. Uh, but I don't know, for some reason, the, the curiosity never clicked for me there. So there's a little bit of cope of uh, not not diving into NFTs right then and there. Um, but I held, I, you know, held through all the bear market, the depression, held all my, you know, junk coins all the way to zero and all that stuff. But, you know, when 2020 came around and uh, there was a, a big dip in the market, it seemed like a great time to start accumulating more of it and uh, and held through. Then, of course, um, you know, I, I met these guys on a little platform called BitClout. And, um, you know, that led into the NFT rabbit hole, uh, started you know, trading it, started buying them, started accumulating them, started hanging out with people in the community. And then, uh, and then, you know, here we are today. Awesome. Uh, the old BitClout reference. I uh, love that mm. uh, platform I was on as well. Uh, let's kick things <coughs> over to, uh, to, Char over to uh, Charlie here. Hey, yeah. yeah. And uh, thanks so much for having us guys. It's, it's a real honor. Um, yeah. I, I think my, my history with crypto and NFTs is, fairly similar to R2s, um, just in terms of like a, around the same time I, I got in. But um, I was on the VC side of, of fintech and the kind of explosion of that that world from kind of, you know, I, I witnessed kind of the shift from the Web 2 fintech world to the Web 3 fintech world. And, you know, it was a, it was a period of skepticism for me because when you see like, a one person, two person startup talking about um, building back then, it it was a slightly strange like viewpoint, but um, it like the, the Web3 community has developed into to its own beast and, and, you know, it's here to stay. And that just means that I've been accumulating since, since that point and, you know, I'm now fully, fully in. Awesome. And Mr. Free Market himself, over to you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I've been in NFTs a few years. Uh, it was DeFi summer um, at the end of uh, 20, I believe 19. I can't even remember. I think it was the end of 2019 or, or 2020. Uh, and I discovered a coin called Rarible. Uh, I had been, you know, vaguely aware of NFTs in the background, like punks and crypto kitties, as, as R2 had said, and had never really dove in. But after discovering it, something clicked in me and I said this was it. Uh, I dove head first and have been absolutely obsessed uh, with them since. My account on Twitter, which I, I've had for 10 years, was really finance focused. Um, but 
uh, NFTs did not get a lot of play. And I start, went over to BitCloud, as R2 and Charlie had, had mentioned before, really so I could talk about NFTs. I was like, well, let me, you know, it's all I want to talk about. And no one in FinTwit is appreciating NFTs. It's a little different now. Uh, but back then it was still, you know, Put changing your thing to a punk, uh, changing your uh, profile picture to a punk was like such a shocking thing. Uh, you know, they don't want to hear it. So I went to BitClout. It was all I talked about. Even on BitClout, I think people knew NFTs were coming. They kind of knew it was this thing. But I still I talked about them incessantly. It was all I cared about. And, you know, I pounded it into R2 and Charlie's head. Uh, and then when, you know, uh, the summer came about, uh NFTs just blew up and it was, you know, the thing that I had been the crazy guy talking about this nutso stuff uh, was finally being kind of accepted. And I know it's still kind of niche, but yeah. You know, this is awesome because, you know, from what you guys said, you know, naming off some of these uh, these years, these uh, old projects, you know, it's a little bit different. Uh, one thing Brian and I can say is a lot of the teams we interview behind these, you know, NFT collections 90% of them answer that question for how did I get my start in NFTs by saying NBA top shot. Right? First team not to. You, you guys are the first in a while <clears throat> where at least one founder didn't mention top shot. I mean, I'm biased myself because top shot was really my entry point to NFTs. But I mean, so many teams that we've had on, they, they all mentioned top shot. Well, I mean, eight were born out there, right? In. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, so awesome to get some some different background and uh, you know different uh, time views here. Um, let's dive into to Star Wolves, right? So, you know, you, you have this great project. We recently minted. We, we've got a lot to talk about. You know, the future of it. But I'm wondering if we can take a step back and go into the development of uh, Star Wolves. So, you know, you guys were all friends from previous experiences here. How did the idea of Star Wolves kind of come to be? Did, you know, one person lead the charge? Was it all a, a group effort? And, you know, when was the idea really created? I'm not sure who wants to kick things off uh, for this one. I, I can start and then I think FMC can slam dunk because he has a good kind of side of the story too. But um, the, the original kind of concept was a, was just a bit of an experiment. Um, you know, I think I started like playing around with a with the the wolf character somewhat, and it was honestly hideous to look at if if you if you see like the the first iterations of them, like really, really bad. But um I think I pinged it to to R2 and he started playing around with it too. And I think both of us were like, huh, we're not it's not quite fitting but at the same time we we were sort of sharing it around a little bit and you know like fmc and an mvo and scott um who who were kind of you know uh, the the overseers and advisors at the time and have, have developed into more now but um they were like there's definitely something here like there's definitely a place in the market for for walls and for this kind of brand to, to come about and really like we, we started it about kind of october last year so we we haven't rushed into anything like we we've thought about everything carefully and um yeah so it's you know the the original concept to 
to now has been a slow meticulous pros process as opposed to like a bang aha moment you know um that that may have may have uh, been for many other collections but fmc has a has a particularly good anecdote on this too well yeah i mean because i had you know like i said i had been in nfts for a few years and you you get involved with a lot of projects and you just always think you know hey i i would do this differently or we would do this or this is what i would do and you always kind of wanted to do it but you know i i know a lot of people say it in in a joke uh way in a jokingly way but i really did care about nfts i i thought the, i found the industry very interesting like it wasn't just to make money it was that i found nfts to be very compelling i didn't want to approach a project unless it was really serious so i just would conceive things i would make my own plans and and stuff like that and i had conceived a plan called metal wolves right i had actually written out this entire plan where like i had always been obsessed with wolves as a kid and i um uh, loved the game Star Fox. And I had in my head these pixel wolves, right? And I, I'm not an artist. I did not go, I had no way of knowing how to go about conceiving them. And as Charlie said, we were in Alpha Mint one day and Charlie just started dropping these wolf pixel. And I was like, he, if someone could have pulled out of my head what was there, it was like my, because we never talked about it. This was like serendipity. I literally, I DM'd him. I was like, yo, you're not going to believe this. I sent him over the plan. And he was like, wow, should we do this? I was like, no, 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 no. We should do this. And it was like, this is, it, it felt so natural. It was like this thing that really came together. And here we are uh, six months later. Yeah, it's been a, we have put real time into this most nft projects are conceived and mint within two months this has been a labor of love uh for charlie and r2 who have really been putting in just insane amount of time and hours uh conceiving this project and art and of course the devs too so yeah for sure and i just want to like just jump into what they said yeah uh, go for it the wrong way um you know, Charlie's Charlie's definitely not wrong. I mean, we were really happy with the first one. It was really cool, like free market. We were all really excited about it, but it was this like constant iteration of like, it can be better, it can be better. Maybe the, you know, the angle can be a little bit um, better, you know, or maybe the shape of the nose could use some work. And like the development of the artwork was so slow, so deliberate. I mean, we were even starting to work on some traits on some of the base layers and it eventually all just got scrapped and restarted and whatnot. You know, it was a labor of love and, you know, in free market and in my case, you know, we've been doing a morning show every single morning for the past, God, what is it? Seven, eight months now. We did episode, I think 114 this morning. Um, we have this like really long history of recorded videos that are up on YouTube of us talking about NFTs, us picking apart NFT projects. Um, and this was really us putting our, you know, our, our, I'm going to say money where our mouths is right. Um, you know, backing all of that up with like, this is, this is how we think it should be done. Uh, and I know Charlie's ethos was always like, there's gotta be a better way to do NFTs too. Right. And, we acknowledge the fact that we could have pumped out a project in a couple of weeks or a month or something. We hit these really big, you know, um, high volume cycles where it was just everything was minting out. Everything was flying. You know, we weathered a storm of like it seemed like there was like eight, nine wolf derivative projects back in November, December, right after our Twitter opened up and kind of went semi viral. 
uh, and behind the scenes the whole time, we basically just said, no, this was always a project that we were going to do on our terms. This was always a project that we were going to build the right way. And we weren't going to let external factors like bull and bear markets or projects that were, you know, it felt like they were copying us. Maybe it was just coincidence. Who knows? We weren't ever going to let that make us do something we didn't want to do or put out a project or of quality that we weren't happy with. Um, so that was, you know, behind the scenes, a, a huge part of the conversation. Um, and that's why, you know, the first messages really were sent back in the very end of September um, and the mint happened in April. Right. So it was a, a long process. Yeah. And I mean, uh, FMC, you started to hit on it and, you know, R2, you really went into it there. That was going to be my next question, right? It was, it, this has been months, right? That we have, you know, I, I say we as in people like me who were in the discord, right? We were ready to mint, right? Our, our, our ETH was ready and you guys were like, hey, patience, right? We're building this thing, you know, to, to be awesome. We're not going to rush it. It's not a money grab. We have long-term plans. And, you know, our two, I really like what you said, you know, of the, the bull and the bear markets not deciding, you know, the, the terms, the mint date, you know, and all that. So uh, you guys already hit on it, but anything else to add, you know, just on why it was so important to, you know, wait and get everything 100% and put all that time and effort into this, you know, where you potentially left, uh, left some money on the table there? Yeah, I mean, R2 touched on it you know we were pretty determined to like go against the grain right and the, there are so many familiar tactics that we see in in the nft space that that are fairly easy to do now and that they have some proven success models and stuff like that but we just wanted to see if there was other ways of doing it and that made it harder for us obviously um, and more time intensive. Um, but, you know, in the end, it's sort of a, a, another layer to, to what we wanted to achieve, which is not just release an NFT collection and, an, and, and a game coming out as well. We also wanted to set a precedent for other collections that may come over the next year or two to say, hey, I don't actually have to do it the way that, you know, 90% of other NFT collections are doing it. You know, um, and I think the the real gems that have that have happened in in kind of the NFT history so far have been the ones that have done things differently, have played by their own rules, have uh, really marked their line in the sand when it comes to certain things. Um, and I think it shows, and it and it gives um, trust, and it gives longevity that um, is really important to us. So. You know build it slow you know and and methodically and meticulously and you know we we think that that is the long-term play you know we that we we consider us ourselves a long-term play um for for people to be involved and and just a, on a on a side note i was talking about those walls that that we were doing very early on someone just dropped drop that wolf into our discord so if you want to <laughs> if you want to see an embarrassing uh art, you can you can go jump in there well um so before the generative uh wolves minted there were a hundred genesis wolves can you tell uh tell us about how people were able to get those and kind of what they are 
yeah of course yeah um so the genesis collection was released over a three to four month window um which kind of seems insane now that i'm saying it out loud or thinking back on it right it it, it was a uh it was um a way for us to test a few things um a few theories that we had about our discord and about the game that we wanted to make so um if you've ever if you've ever joined our discord you would you would see that we have a few different mini games in there and we have a, a really talented guy that, that that builds those um some of them you know started off with really basic um really basic stuff like a text-based quest and then they they kind of built up all the way to to kind of pvp battles between multiple people that go on round after round after round and, and those can last like an hour and a half sometimes like people people in the discord used to watch other people play text-based pvp battles like that that's like the level it got to um and so every single week we would do maybe 10 to 20 wolves genesis wolves um and you would you would have to complete various tasks and they would change every week we would change the format um and you know in some cases they would be they would be based on on these uh pvp battles um sometimes they would be um slightly left field um so you know a community vote or something like that so so people that had been in for a while could you know could be voted for by the rest of the um by the rest of the uh, community, and then you know, so other ones were like, um, we, we uh, the the whitelist role in our Discord was called the elders, and we 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 told them one week that you guys have to decide how the the next twenty Genesis are going to be released, um, and uh, and so that was a pretty interesting uh, thought experiment, but. Um, so, so that that's how kind of we we rolled those out, and and what they mean to us is basically they were our two and I's um, kind of test bed for the wolves, right? We were we were testing out traits, we were testing out eyewear, we were testing out concepts. You know what? You know this one on the right up there is an orc, and you know some of them are, you know, um, some of them are much more space like. Um, so we were testing all of the the different kind of physics that we could play around with 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 the pixels and and each of these had had a backstory as well that, that kind of came with the, with the with the genesis token as well um r2 how, how what was your kind of relationship with the with the genesis yeah, I mean, I, I see a bunch of people have definitely found that uh, that that old wolf that was posted there. I still I still have some uh, attachment to it. was a good looking wolf. But um, like you said, it was really just about kind of even just testing our own limits with how to manipulate the pixels. I, I mean, um, every form of art can be difficult in its its own way, but it's such a limited canvas to work with. You know, the, the wolves are a 70 by 70 canvas and, you know, to get the curvature on something is a trick to get it to make look like it's sitting on something properly shadows the way that everything interacts with it. I mean, it's, it's, it is, um, there's a lot of finessing that goes into it. And, you know, this was 
really just our way of trying to get really, really good at it, right? And and just building um, from all aspects of it, whether it's the background, whether it's the color palette, and you know how to do shading and all of that stuff. Uh, it started off as that test bed, but like like Charlie said, it was really just about. Um, you know, making sure that we we knew what we were doing when it came down to putting it all into the generative ones, and they turned out just so well. Um, and the uh, the 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 Genesis holders are are such a strong group of people, and they've been such a dedicated part of the community um, because they put in a lot of time and effort to to get these. And um, you know, a lot of that just stems from a belief in the project, which we always appreciate so 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 much. Awesome. Sorry. Yeah. My dogs are kind of going, we're going crazy in the background. So I have my uh, computer on mute so it wouldn't um, blow up the whole uh, interview. But uh, so let's talk about the mint cost and amount. Uh, what went into deciding uh, both of these factors whenever you guys decided to, uh, you know, launch? Uh, is that for the, the Genesis still? Or? No, the, the regular project. Yeah. So for the regular project, um, we had we had that nice mirroring effect of eight 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 zero zero eight. You know, like we just <clears throat> we like playing into the uh, just from a surface level. We like playing into to numbers as a means to to create some allure and mysticism around the project. We we always had those kind of um, things from the very get go. Um, so I mean, that's obviously not a reason why you would ever choose a supply, but it, it kind of worked nicely. Um, we we uh, decided on eight thousand eight hundred plus to um, to to fit with our ambitions for the game. Um, we we wanted to launch the game, and we want to launch the game um, to people that hold a wolf, at least one, and um, and they can they can match that wolf with compatible nft projects like any pixel art projects that we start to partner with um and we announced four of those um just the other day um so we we wanted enough of a sort of beta test group i think it's beta test group in in america um mm -hmm. for the for the early version one of a game right so it would have been kind of crap if we had like a thousand people playing it um, or, or even less, right? Because because people will hold multiple of them. So um, we wanted to have roughly enough people for it to be exciting and for matchmaking to happen and for there to be a leaderboard and rankings and skill-based matchmaking and stuff like that. Um, and then when we think that the game is is you know the 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 kind of the dust is is removed and we've smoothed out the edges, then then we can open it up um, to people with without holding a wolf and um and that then creates a much larger um audience for the game right so just to to answer it simply we thought that the um that the size of the collection fitted with the first version of the game in terms of the audience size we wanted and then the price of of the the collection we thought was fairly typical with the market um, we didn't think it was too expensive or, and we, we didn't think it was too cheap. So we, we thought it, it kind of fit where, where we thought we were comfortable with. And at, actually at the time leading up, um, 
to the mint. Think the meta around supply and prices were changing so much so quickly. Like every two weeks, it would be completely different. You know, what one week it would be free with a 1000 NFT collection, the next week it would be 10,000 with a one ETH Dutch auction and stuff like that. So we, we were, we were, you know, tr we were, um, pretty set on, on the size and the, and the, the price. And I think, you know, the, the zigzagging of the market uh, eventually kind of came back to, to where we thought it would. So that's, that's where we landed. Yeah, I mean, with the the ebbs and flows, what's kind of in vogue and everything that's happening with different mint uh, processes in in different projects, uh, it really does like it, it does create a stress point. And we, as we said, you know, it was always on our terms and how we wanted to do things and what we thought was right. Uh, the supply and the price was something that that was what we were always aiming for leading up to this for for quite some time. Um, but as you watch the market, like sometimes you'll go through these phases where 0.05 ETH is considered an expensive mint. And then you'll go through these phases where like everyone's minting over 0.1 and anything below it seems cheap. And then as Charlie said, sometimes it's in the free meta. And then we went through that, you know, and we're still kind of in it. But um, seeing a lot of Dutch auctions and, and that gets people up in a roar and whatnot. So uh, we, we did end up just sticking to our guns and thinking like this is the, the, the best price point with the supply, um, especially to, to allow us to, to put the, the, the gears in motion to be able to, to create the game and make sure that, you know, there's a, a good solid runway to, to deliver on all of the things and more that we've you know, been working on in the, in the dark. Sweet. So we have a cup. We have a, a little bit of new. We're going to segue into something right now. We've decided that we're going to bring up our wolves and ask, uh, you know, what you guys think about the ones that we got. And we want to know what your guys favorite traits of the generative wolves are. So we ask every project what your guys favorite traits, not just the rare ones, not just what everyone wants, but what your personal favorite traits are. And apparently I was just uh, informed that I actually got a rare rare one and I did not know because I don't know how to tell what's rare or not. <laughs> so if you guys could like dive into that, but that one's mine. It's a good looking wolf there. Yeah, you got the magma. Handsome, handsome wolf. Yeah, you got the magma wolf there with a pretty pretty rare armor type on Damn that, right, right I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a good looking wolf. Um, my my favorite uh, traits, um, I would have to say the the Stardust Hunter eyewear, which is like um, it's kind of like a big pair of sunglasses, but they have kind of this like blue um, star array inside of them. Yeah, this guy, I just think those oh, are just, yes, those are those are those badass, are really cool. That yeah, I kind of want a pair in real life. Like maybe that. <laughs> Maybe that's where I'm we sure, go. I'm sure we can find a way to, uh, like, we'll find them. I'm sure we can get that, make that happen. <laughs> or someone yeah. will make it. Someone yeah, in the Discord right sure, now like, is probably like, something. hey, we'll, I'm going to we'll make this. So. We have a pretty wild community. I'm sure somebody's going to hear this and be like, it. I just sourced it out. I got it. <laughs> yep. These are a little close to it, I guess. Yep. Nice. Yep. Well, there we go. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, so that that's one of my favorite traits. Um, and the other one is a is a is an armor type 
called the plasma recon armor which which actually goes i think with those sunglasses super well um so if anyone has you know those sunglasses and this armor you're you're uh you've probably got my forever got style forever wolf there and i'm gonna have to some bargain right, right there <laughs> yeah. how about you uh fmc and r2 favorite traits so easily my favorite trait is the angry emoji goggles uh <laughs> when i saw the you know we're, we had a bit of a Chinese wall. We're not, we're not sharing traits or metadata. Hey, it was going to be a surprise for me too, all right? And when I saw these angry emoji goggles, I was like <laughs> blown away. And consequently, the lightning background behind the wall, one of my favorite, favorite effects uh, that's there. So those are definitely my two favorite. And I will tell you right now, the ones that I hear so much demand for are those pink, furred wolves man people love the pink fur and the blobs oh i see well they yeah, said don't, the don't say anything rare but i guess r2 can go into these blobs <laughs> um the the blobs have really just taken on a life of their own i mean they're obviously uh super cute and you know people have been having fun they're uh, definitely more of a rare trait um, but for my own kind of like uh, discovery process throughout all of this, the blob seemed like a fun thing to start animating. So um, I've been messing around as uh, my next journey in pixel art is the actual animation behind it. So uh, animating and, and sharing some of those blobs in the uh, Discord has been a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, I love them. We're, we're going to be having a blob naming converse, uh, competition as well in the Discord too. So keep an eye out for that because the blob does need a name. Um, I'm going to I'm going to go in a little bit of a different direction um, and just say I don't know what it was, but like I, I love so many of these. The red bodied ones have just popped so much. Um, you know, we talk a lot about on the show when you look at these uh, collections and you look at the just the, the floor level ones, the naked trait ones, just, you know, the ones that are going for the base price. Um, you want them to look still good that you want them to have a high variety and, uh, you know, high variation so that, you know, when people are wearing these as their, their metaverse kind of avatars in discord and Twitter, it is unique to them. They feel like they're wearing something in particular, um, that, that represents them. Um, so we were really happy with, with that, even just on, um, the not so rare ones, like really, really happy with the response that people had to saying like, oh, you know, mine's only the number 700 or 7,500th rarity, but man, it looks so good. I love it. I don't even care. And that was like, that was by design. That was the goal from the get go for people to, to like them. But, uh, just the, the red body, the swole red bodies too, like they, they've just, they've stood out to me all the time. And, uh, they they really look great so um that was that was my my kind of uh takeaway from it the yellow ones are really growing on me lately too awesome yeah, yeah Alyssa, looks so, good. so so throw up mine so this is one of mine so i actually own five wolves here so uh if, if you guys don't mind uh, maybe share here which one of my five is uh the the favorite of you guys because i kind of have a favorite and cool. also my kids have a favorite but uh i i'd love some more opinions here Ooh, he's got a gun. Yeah. Yep, I got one with a weapon. <laughs> I like all of them. Um, I would say... Look out now. I like this guy. I think... 
Oh, wait. The one before this right there? Yeah, I think green and... All right, so Charlie says the... yellow pops really nicely together. I gotta go the red wolf with the star wolves guy. Before... Yes. It's so clean. And, you know, before yep. I saw the angry emoji goggles, that was my favorite trait, was the star yeah. wolf goggles, so... How about you, R2? Yeah, I'm gonna go with the one with the gun. Um... <laughs> But they like the yellow on yellow, uh, or I guess it's like maybe like a greenish tinge. I'm, I'm like, I think I'm slightly colorblind. I don't know. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, no, that that one is super clean. There's something about those like almost matching background and uh, fur trait. Like normally I'm not a big fan of that, but I just thought the wolves looked so good like that. Yeah, I, I got to go back to the red one here. Uh, of the five, I think the red one is my Ooh. favorite. I do like yeah, how, how clean it is. And you know what? what's weird, guys, is one of the things I've been using is, is my kids, right, to look at, you know, the artwork. And they actually picked the red one as their favorite. And normally they're fans of, you know, different traits, a lot going on in the picture. And they picked out the clean one as their favorite, I think, just because of that color. So uh, my my oldest two, they're, they're nine and seven. Uh, this is their favorite of the five. So uh, great uh, minds good. think alike, Chris. Great validation there, right? If the kids are loving it. Here you see on screen is the NFT owned by Alyssa, our producer, wow. with the rare trait. Tell us a little bit about this one that Alyssa managed Man. to mint. That's good. That heat. <laughs> yeah, that, that's an R2 special, that that mouth right there. I think I think it's like underrated right now in the community. Like it's so hard to get a hold of one of those that people are pretending it doesn't even exist. <laughs> well, you know, traits are a very, they're a very important, obviously, thing in your collection. And while you sit there conceiving all these possible traits, you also kind of want to give a shout out to the projects that came before you and, and give a little wink and an Easter egg and harken back. And it was just, this is a trait, I think, from other collections that we have always shared and loved. So while, you know, this is pretty much the only one, it was basically just an Easter egg and a wink back to so many collections that we love with that rainbow vomit, baby. Awesome. Well, that was fun, guys. We, we always like hearing, you know, from the teams about traits. And it was fun that, you know, I was able to put up mine. Brian could put up his. Alyssa could put up hers. We, we got a wide range of traits. But uh, let's dive into, you know, what I'm sure a lot of people here watching and listening want to hear more about is the upcoming game. So uh, I'm going to start with the, the newest thing first. You guys put out a tweet. I believe it was yesterday. And it said, wolves got to hunt. It's in our nature. Not all mining missions look the same, though. They range from common to legendary. And, and there was some video with that. Um, if Alyssa can get that up in the background here. If you guys can walk us through uh, what's going on in this uh, video and the, the missions inside the game here. Yeah. Yeah. You, um, you've almost got to play the beat for that video because it's so good as well um but the the uh the th this particular mission is more of a uh, of the passive end of the spectrum um so it's kind of a set it and forget it a little bit because um really the, there's not much you can do once you've picked the asteroid that you're you're interested in mining 
and then the time it takes for it to finish. Um, and then, you know, if you're successful, you're successful. If you're not, you, you know, you, you, you've burned a, a small amount of the resources that you, you took with you to take that mission. Um, so <clears throat> a, a little bit of detail here is, is that, um, that there is a range of difficulty when it comes to these asteroids. And the, the rarity of your, of your squad that will will equate to how powerful it is and how um you know effective it is on on battle missions but also on on these mining missions so you know if you you know one of your your rare walls will have a a, a high hp um which will translate to to damage um as well when it comes to the mining missions so you know you might want to shoot for a, a slightly rarer asteroid and and re more of the in-game resources and in-game token. Um, and so, you know, so part of the part of the interesting um, dynamics that we had to deal with when it came to the traits and rarity and stuff is that we we had to normalize a little bit against something being hyper rare and something being super flaw, you know? Um, there had to be some semblance of balance between between those two pendulums um and so um in 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 the instance of mining um you know it, even if you have a a, a a fairly simple wolf or, or non-rare wolf you should be able to to easily do kind of common um, mining missions and you should be you know thinking about maybe going up one one level as well um, and the beauty is too, like if you have a rare kaiju, let's say, um, and, a, and a floor wolf, the, the HP combined of those two is going to be fairly high because you know the the rare kaiju is really going to, you know, give you a boost in in those instances. Um, and yeah, that that's about it for the for the mining missions. That they're they're they're, um, they're fairly simple. Um, the, there's, there's a few things you're going to have to think about when you when you do launch the mission, but um, it's a it's a fairly simple gameplay that one. Ch Charlie, you mentioned uh, rarity of the NFTs. Uh, I, I'm a little biased here because you just saw you know my wolves on screen, and yeah. I had one that had a a weapon. Mm -hmm. Will weapons come to play a factor inside the game at all? So. Um, we recently um, put a bounty out into our community um, where we asked the community to take all of the traits, get the percentages of each one and, and whatnot, um, but also think about uh, the context we put out in the light paper for the game, the, the gameplay and the basics, and, and think about how each of the different traits could play a different part in in the actual gameplay so you know you may have traits like um the gun that might be effective in a pvp battle where you and i match against one another i don't have any guns but you do so every other round or so there's just an extra boost for you that hits me with some some damage that makes me um wish i had a gun um <laughs> and uh so so we're, we're in just like to 
I wouldn't be able to answer your question on that exactly right now because we're we're still waiting until I think about four more days until we we get the the results back from from various members of the community, um, and then you, you'll be able to see them all. But um, but what what we what we like to do is sort of um, in inverted commas. Um, decentralize some of the decisions we make with the with the uh, or, or empower our community at least to to make some of the decisions as well. And you know, there's a flip side to that, which is like if if you're in if you've just come into the Discord and you see like, hey guys, help us do do a lot of the mechanics for the game. You may feel like, oh, are these guys doing anything? I mean, we really are. Like we're very detail oriented, and but I think it's fun um, to to do something where the game is not going to like self-destruct if the traits feel slightly um, imbalanced at the beginning right um but each of the traits will have some certain boost in certain situations um and based on what we get back we we may we may need to add a few more elements into the game as well one thing I would like to do down the road as well is, you know, all of the kaiju traits, for example, it would be really fun to see if we could um, work on, you know, how those could impact different parts of the gameplay as well. And then you start to get like the, almost like an infinite um, set of um, variables that, that start to come in, which I think will make the game even more interesting and, and different every time you, you come in and log in. R2, FMC, I mean, you guys have been in the NFT space for, for a long time. Why is it important here to kind of tie in the, the rarity and the traits, you know, within the game? Well, the basically, when you talk about some of the other play-to-earn games that have been out there, uh, a lot of times the first phase is about building rarity. And it can become uh, complex and we really wanted to be more straightforward. And we thought, you know, in general, the rarer the wolf, the higher the XP. And that we thought would be pretty easy for people to understand as a lot of these games can get complex, especially when you start reading the manual. But I always tell people, um, it looks complex from the outside, but if you sat down and read the instruction manual in a video game, it would feel complex. Like it's weird to, you know, we put out these light papers and you try to visualize and gather in your head what you're going to be playing. But really the way most people learn a video game is by playing it. So this is, you know, this is just something I want people to keep uh, in mind. Uh, but this is how we're thinking. Uh, everything, as we said, is in testing uh, now. And yeah, we're really excited to start rolling it out in phases. Yeah, easy to play, tough to master. I mean, that's a, the the core ethos of a lot of these good games that stand the test of time. Um, in terms of incorporating all of the traits in different ways is, you know, we're very conscious of the fact that different people have different ways they want to play and enjoy a game. Some people are min-max, where every action is supposed to produce the highest yield efficiency. I mean, that's not even in Web3. I mean, people do that in World of Warcraft and all types of different things, right? Um, some people just like to passively play a game. They like to check in on things. They like to see, um, you know, it go up over time, but they don't have a lot of active time to spend on it. And then there's all types of different people in between. 
the interesting thing about the traits and being able to tie different bonuses uh, and different buffs and, and whatnot into different elements of the game is that, um, you know, you can mix and match certain uh, crews of wolves to, to tailor and, and um, you know, tailor it to your gameplay, right? Like if you are uh, more of a passive player and you want to go on these mining missions, maybe there will be a couple of traits that help the efficiency of your mining missions, but you know, those wolves might not be great in a PVP type setting, right? So it really does encourage discovery. It encourages, uh, you know, people to really kind of have some thought process about how they want to build their teams, what three they're putting out there. But it also just empowers people to have choice. And I think at the end of the day, choice is is one of the biggest things um, that can that can encourage the longevity of a game. There's different ways. There's different paths to success and different paths to success of your own um, your own play style too, right? Because it, it's it can be frustrating to try and keep up with people that are playing games for 10, 12 hours a day, and and you know they're putting some distance in behind you. But at least if you're having fun building and participating in the game in your own way. Uh, I think that's a very powerful thing to, to put into players' hands. Awesome. So, you know, there, there's this phrase, I believe it was a, a song for a little while too. Uh, three is the magic number. So, Archie, you just hit on it a little bit there. Uh, who wants to take a stab at that? Why is it important to have these, these squads of three Versus maybe just owning one wolf or, you know, one wolf and another partnered project and, and to have that team of three within the game. I can, yeah, I can take a stab at this one. The, there is an importance to us building a collection that in the ensuing game is the most powerful, um, powerful creature. Uh, it just makes the most sense because, um, it's the natural extension of the collection and um you know ha having another collection who who's who's input on you know the community and the game and such is 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 nowhere near as um is nowhere near as uh, kind of in, like insightful or or uh, you know the, the amount of time they put in is is much lower than us so um it, it just wouldn't make that much sense but that being said um we thought it was important um that we kind of be a, a platform to rise all ships so we're big fans of pixel art we love pretty much like every pixel art project that we ever see right depending on a few factors but you know we're big kaiju fans you know, I, I hold the littles and Galactic Caves were, were you know, a, a huge moment for all of us. Like, we, we love that mint night and stuff like that. So, like, we just have a real fondness for it. And we want to help be um, a, a kind of a collection that is an anchor point for, for every single one of those. Um, so being able to use some of your rarest pixel art NFTs in a, in a game I think is a novel and innovative idea and it and it is something that that can stand the test of time because new pixel art projects will come along and in, and create new dynamics within the game and bring new audiences to it and and it's just the concept of uh, of longevity is is important to us as well but when it comes down to it you know having one wolf in your squad is going to be is is going to be a 
you know, is going to put you on the table and, and allow you to play and work at an effective rate. Having three, of course, is just going to be treble the amount of, of the most powerful creature in the game. And, um, you know, it, it just made that just made the most sense to us from a from a dynamics perspective and and rewarding our holders um as as well as like bringing in the, the genesis wolves as well they're they're going to be on another level right they're they're the most the single most powerful um game playing units in the in the star wars universe so um they they themselves uh uh, valued very highly just because the, the quality of that the Genesis community is is so good um, but they'll also be e extremely powerful in the game as well so um, that, that's the general thought process around it <clears throat> awesome so we're kind of running a little short on time now so I'm going to ask you guys uh, two questions that I know we can go into a lot more detail and probably fill another hour on just in like two sentences can you guys run down the token and uh, what it's used for and then also what is maybe the timeline of the game to be released maybe quarter two quarter three like what when when can we expect to be able to play it mm -hmm. yeah I, I think FMC can can touch on the token a little bit but but I'll, I'll just um I'll answer the second part. Uh, we've we've been building the game for about a month now. Um, you know, from from specking things out and designing things, and you know, getting everything ready to actually building the UI, um, which which means that we we have a kind of we had a head start on when the collection actually launched. Um, our goal is to have the full game, um, you know, playable by the end of the quarter and we we intend to roll pieces out over time um that we, you know when we finish maybe a, a module of the game we, we we may roll that out um early so that you know players can stop um you know developing their home base and earning some resources and such um so so th that's the that's the game plan that we have right now but we don't we don't think that by end of q2 the game's going to be finished finished full stop like we will build more and more and more into it you know what we've what we figured with the with the discord was like we rolled something out people played it they told us oh these parts suck can we change it and make it more interesting by doing this we fully intend to do that approach again because it was it was really rewarding on both sides because you know it's really rewarding to hear someone going like i actually play this all the time but th there are certain elements of it that just really bother me and and you just got to take the, the positive from that which is like i play it all the time and here's how we can make it better right so um fully intended to, to build the game um the gameplay as well as the you know the um the different machines in the game and the different collections that are applicable to the game and um you know expand it over time in in logical and methodical steps fmc you got the you got anything yeah. on the token 
Yeah, I know you guys are in a hurry. I'll try to make it short. Tokenomics, uh, as they call it, can get a little uh, long-winded and complicated. But in general, we're going to have a few tokens in the game. There's two that are just in-game, and there's one that is an ERC-720 that is going to be Stardust, okay? We are launching uh, what we consider an extremely balanced economy. And what does that mean? We want there to be birdisms ready to go, okay? We want people to have the impetus to play the game and that will be advancing either in time or going on missions and the type of things that you have to burn that token for. Our other main directive is to have LP incentives ready to go at launch. That again is a little bit of a complicated conversation, but it's how you incentivize people to fund the LP that keeps your economy balanced and going. So that's the basic, basic rundowns of the token. And of course, we could, you know, go deep on it at another time. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We just want to make time for the giveaway, but that, oh, I mean, that's yeah, a yeah, great overview. Yeah. Yeah, that was a very quick and uh, precise summary there, uh, FMC. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we, we could talk all day about this. Uh, you know, we'd love to have you guys back on, of course, as this game rolls out. Um, and we get more video footage and maybe we can actually play the game, I don't know, on stream sometime. That would be uh, pretty sweet here, too. But uh, you guys were so gracious. The last time we talked about Star Wolves and the April projects, we actually were able to do a giveaway of a Star Wolf. And here you guys are on the show now. And you said, hey, let's do a giveaway and give a live audience member right now watching the stream a star wolf so i don't know if we've figured out the logistics here guys do we have a a question yeah ready to go to ask the chat so uh, r2 saying we do have one so before he asks it um you know just to let everyone know we'll we'll do our best to pick a winner here we're going to do whoever answers the question right first um in the live chat right now so uh get that keyboard ready um so we can pick a winner i'll, I'll turn it over to you r2 here yeah for sure if you guys have been following along or listen to some of our past amas you'll know the answer to this but feel free to just take a stab at it um and, and go you're going to be able to guess on this one as well so um we had a lot of lore submissions we wanted people to participate in the the creation of the star wolves universe um as not only a way to you know get people on the allow list but really to just try and like make some commitment and um you know really tie people into their own you know wolf in the star wolves universe how many roughly how many submissions did we get before the mint day that is the question. Go ahead. All right. What a question. Are, are we going prices right rules here? Does <clears throat> over count or does it is it most accurate? Um, yeah, we'll go we'll go prices right rules. Okay. And uh I'll, when I get one that's like <clears throat> pretty close, you I'll, pick. I'll as soon it. as we get one that's close, it's it's yep. it's on you here. Awesome. Well, that's a fun question. And again, I mean, I've been in that Discord for a long time and, and it's been so fun, right? To play the games in the Discord, to interact with everyone, just a, a great community. And I think that's really helped this project excel, you know, as we got closer to the mint date. So uh, what do we got coming too. in for, for answers here? Anything close yet? Yeah, yep. We've got the winner there. Crypto got Cosmos said the magic number, 4,000. Uh, that was the roughly 4,000 was the number that we put out there. So Crypto awesome. Cosmos. 
Cosmos awesome. nailed it. Uh, OX Charlie was close, but he went a little bit <laughs> over that number that we were looking for. So yeah, we were. Oh, uh, and I'm seeing Licks now too, staying yeah, around four thousand. Yeah. A little late, little late, but yeah. uh, Ooh, <laughs> it looks like some people Cosmo. at least paid attention. So Crypto Cosmos with the win, um, awesome. So uh, uh, Crypto Cosmos, if you want to. Um, uh, shout out in the Discord, or otherwise you can email us, shows at Benzinga.com. Let us know you were the winner, and we will uh, get that sent over to your wallet and connect with the team here. Um, before we let you guys go, um, R2 and FMC, I don't know if you guys will uh, self-shill here, so I'll do it for you. <laughs> you guys have a morning show, um, Mondays through Friday. Um, 9.30 a.m. Eastern time. Uh, just give us a brief overview of what you guys cover on that show and why people should tune in. Yeah, you know what? We we start off with a brief overview of like the crypto and even the stock market if it's, you know, pertaining to macro situations and how it all lines out. And then we we go over some news and then we just talk NFTs. It's a it's, you know, it's supposed to be just a pretty easy, lighthearted overview of kind of what happened the day before or the over the weekend. It is kind of a rear-facing um, look on the NFT market. And it's just kind of breaking down that stuff. We really wanted to create a show where, um, you know, if you're busy with your your day job or your family or whatever, it could be a, a good place to just tune in for an hour, sometimes an hour and a half and just kind of get your NFT fill. Yeah, awesome. exactly. We love it. Uh, we've, I think R2 said we've done 114 episodes. Yeah. So we do it five days a week. Uh, and uh, yeah, NFTs, baby. Awesome. And you guys see that link right now in the description, um, in the chat. So be sure to check out the guys. Um, Charlie FMC R2, this has been so much fun. Uh, again, a project that me, Brian and Alyssa all own. We were able to show off our NFTs today, get your opinions on them, which was great as well. We are looking forward to seeing this game come out and we for sure will have you guys back on. And again, thank you for being so gracious to do a giveaway for all our uh, listeners and viewers here. Thank you Thank so you much. Guys. Thank us. you, Chris. Thank you, Brian. Really Absolutely. appreciate it. Awesome. I'll see you in the Discord. All right. Well, we say bye to the founding team here uh, of Star Wolves. Again, a great project, one that Brian and I have been talking about. Brian, we're out of time here. Um, so we are going to say farewell as well. We will be back tomorrow at 2 p.m. Eastern time, and we will be getting everyone caught up on all the news, the headlines in NFTs. And we're also going to take a look at some projects under 0.25 ETH uh, between tomorrow and Thursday to maybe give some uh, entry points here and some research for our listeners and viewers. So make sure to check us out. Um, I am going to drop a link in the description right now we are not currently airing our normal slate of Benzinga content on YouTube because we are live from Miami, uh, the Psychedelics Capital Conference going on right now. So you can click that link and tune in for some great interviews with some psychedelics companies. And then, of course, our Cannabis Capital Conference happening tomorrow and Thursday as well. So great content all around. Brian, it's time to sign off here. Uh, we will see everyone tomorrow. Anything else to add here? That's it. We'll see you all tomorrow. All right. Take care, everyone. And uh, go ahead and check out that stream for the Psychedelics Capital Conference. And we will catch you tomorrow.